Welcome to episode 53 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And Danny is busy this week, so it's just going to be a mini-episode uh, between Amber and I featuring Marvel Premiere, issue number one from 1972, featuring the power of Warlock. So, what do we know about Warlock, Amber? Why, why are we talking about Warlock? Well, he was just in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, um, introduced in Volume 2, but had a bit more to do with Volume 3. So, we thought we'd give him a little bit of an episode, give him some love. Yep. So, this is a, a good good time for uh, you know timely discussion about Warlock and see what we can learn about him. But uh, before we do that, let's talk about anything happening this past week. Uh, well, we had a lot happening, but not a lot of it was geeky related. <laughs> yeah, a lot of family came in town for some special event. Yeah, a little thing called a college graduation. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to Amber. Thank you. And uh, so that kept us busy, but yeah, so we're ready to... Uh, to rock and roll on this episode and hopefully have some more nerdy, geeky stuff to report to you next week. So we wanted to uh, learn a little bit about Warlock since, like Amber said, he's in the in the Marvel movies and all we know is that he's a gold person that flies through space. and With some epic eyebrows. Come, <laughs> comes out of a <laughs> cocoon. Um, are you speaking specifically of the uh, the character himself or the actor portraying him? The actor portraying him, though maybe he should have played Namor because those eyebrows would have just fit right in. Yeah, but but we wanted to uh, see what we could learn about Warlock, and uh, that led me to this issue number one of Marvel Premiere, which has uh, right on the cover a big old picture of Warlock with uh, Thor and, and the Hulk fighting against him. And it says, a man-god reborn. And that's what we thought we were going to learn about. And this is kind of his <laughs> first appearance as Warlock. He entered the comics back in Fantastic Four, number 66, just as a character named Him, which was a creation, um, kind of a, a man-made creation being from uh, some researchers called the Enclave. Of course, you get some evil scientists together. They create something... And uh, I think he or him, <laughs> him <laughs> found out that they were creating him for evil ways, for evil purposes, and he rebelled against them and, and took off. So he disappeared for a while, and he comes back in this issue several years later. So what do we find out in this, or this issue? We got an asteroid... Looks like a frozen asteroid type thing floating through space. Yeah, with a secret base inside. Yeah, um, so the secret base has uh, some dude all in a red armor. Kind of cool looking character. Really cool looking character. I'm like, who's this guy? I haven't seen this guy before. Maybe he's somebody then, completely new that we've never heard <laughs> of. Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, they don't really say his name until later on in the comic, but he's talking about, you know, creating people creating races and i'm like oh all right this is cool this is the high evolutionary i bet um which we find out later on is yes it is the high evolutionary but he's a little bit different than portrayed in 
Guardians Volume 3. He is full of himself, though. Yes, that does not change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he starts off in this issue by kind of dictating his journal of the things that he's done and, and failed at and, uh, and preparation for this new thing that he wants to, uh, now document his, his new creation. Um, and he said that he's dictating it electronically to some, uh, tiny cassettes. <laughs> some <laughs> tiny. <laughs> so we get this, this super smart dude that's recording on little magnetic tapes that at the time were obviously the, the method of, of recording, but nowadays we know that's not uh, exactly the most efficient way to record things. But not super high tech, but high tech or current tech for the seventies. You said yeah. this was. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's kind of uh, it's neat throughout history to see where some piece of technology you you just don't see the next evolution of it. Like, I think when you see a, a TV show like Star Trek, um, you know, back in the 60s, and they have some portrayal of the future, some of the things that they show actually happen. But then some of the things are just completely wrong. <laughs> like, well, we don't have teleporters. Nah, well, we can't we can't beam up. We're st still waiting for the teleporters, but okay. Um, they didn't have smartphones. <laughs> that would have helped them out a lot. No, would have. But yeah, so he's he's talking, he's dictating about his uh, his dreams of the future and how he hopes to uh, create a, a a great and better place for all humankind. He talks about some of his failures, like the man beast. Had you heard of the man beast before? No. Should I have? <laughs> uh, mm, probably not. I'd heard <laughs> of him, but I didn't know any of his backstory. I didn't know he was a a dog turned into a man beast. He had failed attempt to make a, a more perfect human. But yeah, he he went bad. Good thing Thor was there to, to keep him at bay. Um, and talked about how he, had some kind of machine. It didn't elaborate into it too much, but he had some kind of machine that was supposed to help, uh, evolve, Bruce Banner, into yeah. a, into a better, specimen. But he used it on himself instead. Because he was like near death. So he used it on, on himself and became immortal, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much Imm immortal. Immortal, yeah. I think he was already smart, so I don't know if it made him any smarter. But made him stronger. Made him more full of himself, maybe. Sure. I like his sidekick. Yeah, Rom. Rom. <laughs> Which is a... <laughs> A ram of some sort, right? Yeah, some sort of evolved ram. So He's ram, cool, I like him. Spelled R-A-A-M. Ram. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, so ram's helping him out in this little spaceship uh, asteroid thingy. And they stumble upon a weird-looking cocoon. He's like, hey, yeah. come on down to uh, to the bridge, basically, and... Come check out what's uh, float out there in space. What could possibly go wrong if we go ahead and just take this thing on board, right? Yeah, just do it. That's yeah, a weird-looking cocoon. Yeah, I thought it was like a... It looks like a tardigrade. I don't know, the, the water bears. Yeah. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that. Like some sort of weird 
caterpillar without legs. I don't know. Yeah, those must be like propulsion devices on the sides or something. Yeah. Help this cocoon propel through space or something. <laughs> but yeah, they go ahead and let's, let's go ahead and take this thing, bring it on the ship. I think they made a whole movie like Aliens about this. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. And in the process, they, they start talking to this cocoon thing, but this gold figure is showing up on the screen. So I don't know if they're talking to him through through the cocoon because he's not out of it yet. They're just kind of talking to, I don't know, communicating with it somehow. Is that what you yeah. gathered? Um, yeah, I think they're talking to the cocoon and then it says that the guy in the cocoon is, I guess, communicating into their thoughts. Oh, they, it, it says he's, uh, he's there. Yeah. And they're projecting it onto the mega viz. Yeah. So they put them on the screen so they can see who's thinking into them. There you go. <laughs> that makes sense. And he's because got, that's technology. He's got beautiful golden locks of hair, golden locks, golden skin. And so, so now he's, uh, I don't know if he's diverted from his journal, but he's still telling the story now to Adam Warlock instead of the yeah. journal because he was interrupted by, by his buddy Ram. And uh, he's telling Adam Warlock all the things that he wants to do. And I think Adam Warlock's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, and in return, Adam Warlock kind of tells his backstory, you know, how he was made on Earth and fought Thor also. <laughs> Everyone fights Thor, I guess. Um, and then I just, he just like got thrown into space by Thor in his cocoon because he couldn't beat Thor. So he cocooned himself off. Thor's like, oh, you coward. Blasted him into space. So I guess now here we are. <laughs> so the high evolutionary is talking about Project Alpha. So he wants to tell him all about Project Alpha, which is... It reminded me a lot, you, you probably never saw the, the movie, but uh, Project Genesis was in the uh, Star Trek movies. And it's been a million years since I've seen, I think it was either Star Trek 2 or Star Trek 3. But I think Spock dies and probably in 2, mm. and then they use Spock's body to create a new perfect world, which is Project Genesis. What? Which makes a lot more sense than Project Alpha, but I guess both of them kind of work. So it reminded me of that. So he's got a little tiny piece of, of Earth, mm -hmm. and he's going to use that basically as a seed to create a new version of Earth. And Maybe and, a counter-Earth. Yeah, and he <gasps> promises this one will be, this one will work. This one will be perfect. There won't be any silly coyote men, man-beast things that, yeah. that can trouble him. Nothing will mess it up. Nothing at all. And he talks about how Earth, Earth, you know, started off fine, but then as soon as men started fighting, it Everything was just went downhill. Yeah, nonstop, nonstop uh, battle after battle after battle. So let's not do that. So he shoots the uh, the little chunk of Earth out, and he's got some awesome technology and some different ways of making it evolve quickly. Yeah. Like, like real quickly. <laughs> like it's hard to tell how quickly it happens because it's like just a couple panels. But then later on it says months of work. So I don't know. 
if it was months, if it was really quick, but he's doing all this brain power and science power. And I don't know, he just, he's getting tired from all this evolution that he's creating. Well, building an earth out of a, a tiny little piece of rock is a lot of hard work. Yeah, I, I mean, guess you'd be so. tired too. <laughs> yeah, I would be. But yeah, so he forms earth, the rains cool it down. He starts blasting it with these bio rays, which makes <laughs> the creatures start evolving and starts off with little like protozoa looking things. And all of a sudden you got apes and cows and dinosaurs in the same panel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's happening fast. A billion years of, of evolution all in one panel. So, yeah, that would be tiring. So he decides this is hard work. I'm right at the right at the uh, the gates of, of making everything perfect and man is about to evolve from these creatures mm -hmm. but first I'm going to take a little nap just a little napsy meanwhile Warlock is still just chilling, listening to him, observing yeah now if he was just observing for a month that's, uh, that's some dang patience right there yeah, but he is in his cocoon and his cocoon I guess makes him stronger as time goes by maybe and he's also stuck inside this asteroid, so... Yeah. <laughs> so he is a captive audience for the high evolutionary. Mm-hmm. So let's take a little nap. Nothing can go wrong. Except for, perhaps, man-beast in a spaceship. Ooh. Stumbling upon this and saying, Ooh, okay. So just as you sleep, let me go ahead and finish your work for you. Yeah. So he he decides this uh, this perfect man, these humans that you've created, uh, they just need a little something extra. They just need to pick up sticks and hit each other with them. So let's uh, let's get these people fighting each other. Well, he also kills Ram. Yeah, that wasn't cool. He busts into cool. the busts into the little lab there and just shoots him cold. Yeah, rip Ram. I liked Ram. Yep, so not cool. But dude's still sleeping, despite his friend yeah. getting shot by a laser blaster. He must be pretty tired. So we get all this violence, you know, cavemen hitting each other with sticks, Jesus on the cross, <laughs> but right. it's not a cross, it's a T, I guess. A much um, more efficient cross, I thought. Yeah. Um, we get wars and Vikings and just all of this. Um, this one panel looks kind of like human centipede. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on <laughs> with that one. I didn't realize that the first time. But yeah, just bad, bad juju. Um, and finally, High Evolutionary wakes up and realizes that Man Beast has destroyed his world, destroyed all his progress. It took him some quick amount of time to do all of that so he's upset um so high evolutionary starts to attack man beast and man beast has a posse so there's a lot of a lot of bad stuff going on it's a big old fight and warlock's just like uh-oh his suit can help but only so much i'm gonna go out there and blast some fools that's what he does. He emerges from his cocoon, speaks his first words that we've heard him speak, um, 
and helps high evolutionary out. Yeah, the, speaking of speech, this issue started off, you know, pretty pretty easy to read. Yeah. But the further you get into it, the more Shakespearean it gets in, in its language. And <laughs> it's very well written, but it's it gets a little a, a little extra. Is that the term I'm looking for? Yeah. There's a whole lot of, like, hark what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, <laughs> and Adam Warlock is the sun. <laughs> a lot of nice. bespoke and verboten and all kinds of weird speech but um it's it's entertaining it's just a little hard to read sometimes and especially while they're fighting it's like hmm i'm fighting but also let me monologue my shakespearean language maybe they're just flexing flexing <laughs> their intelligence true so yeah so he rips out of his uh his cocoon and just as he goes to attack the man beasts, they all just disappear. Oh, they just yeah. go, poof. They disappear, but I guess they teleported down to uh, counter-Earth. Mm. Yeah, it does say that it, it was months of his work, and I didn't know if that was months of his work sitting there evolving yeah. the, uh, the, the planet. That makes sense. Or months of his work preparing his asteroid and collecting his Earth shard and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but that makes sense that they were there beaming it with his brain for a month. That would make you tired. <laughs> yeah, so after um, Man Beast and his posse go down to Counter-Earth, uh, High Evolutionary's like, well, now I've got to destroy it. I've got to get rid of this. It's not perfect anymore. I need to decimate my Counter-Earth. Um, and Warlock's Don't like, do that, Daddy. No. <laughs> It's like, no, you can't do that. Spent all this time. You know, we can just find Man-Beast and we can fix things. Um, and High Evolutionary accepts the idea. Um, he gets like, a little teary-eyed because he yeah. thinks he, he's got the son he always wanted now. Finally found someone he can love and, and cherish. Now he's going down to Counter-Earth to chase after a Beast-Man. Who's apparently stronger than them. Yeah, I don't know how a, a beast man can be stronger than a perfect golden human thing. <laughs> right. But I guess I guess a, a dog person is. <laughs> I think he's also evolved in in the his absence. Because he had some kind of mind rays also that High Evolutionary didn't know about. Oh. So we gotta protect our our son, as he gets beamed down to Earth, so how do we protect him? A green gem. A green gem. So we, and that always goes in the forehead, right? Gems always go in the forehead. Always. And it says it's an emerald, but I think as the story unfolds down the road, it becomes a soul stone. Oh, really? Or, or the soul gem. They call it the soul gem. I don't know if it's related to the soul stone or not. Mm. But yeah, so that's where he gets his... Uh, that's where he gets his soul from later on. That's awfully nice. Yeah. It's convenient it, to have those. It kind of seems like he has a soul already because he kind of is looking for the good of something, you know? Rebelling against his evil makers and then getting high evolutionary to not kill an earth full of people. 
So maybe the gym just amplifies his soul. Yeah, he's got a little bit going for him. That's what we're going with. So yeah, so they beam him down to Earth, and that's kind of where it ends. So now we see, or counter-Earth, now we see a counter-Earth with a dude in jeans. So that kind of sets the timeline, even though he's living in the desert. <laughs> but <laughs> we got a dude in jeans, so it must be somewhat modern times, um, evolution-wise. And Adam Warlock is there now. So that's that's where it ended. So we didn't learn a, a whole lot about Adam Warlock per se, and don't don't know the whole rest of his story, but yeah. that was 1972, and he's had several miniseries since then. So I think we're going to have to come back in a few episodes and maybe revisit some more uh, little slices of his his existence through the MCU or through the Marvel comics. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because when we first saw Adam Warlock in you know, the post-credits scene of Guardians Volume 2, I I knew nothing about him. And I thought he was going to be a, a villain, and I guess he was kind of set up to be a villain, and it didn't exactly turn that... Well, spoilers? I don't know. <laughs> the movie's been out for a week, more than a week. <laughs> um, I don't know, I just wasn't expecting how Adam Warlock turned out to be in the movie, but I guess... In the comics, he's not really a villain. No, he had a lot to do with the Infinity Wars and the Infinity, uh, you know, that whole series of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think they needed to introduce him or else you can't really have Infinity Wars without acknowledging his existence. But okay. he just came in in a different manner probably than than how he was used in the comics. Okay. Because he didn't really have anything to do with the the stones at all, did he? No, he didn't. He just had to do with the uh, the gold people that played video games. Right, and he was a gold person, but not as smart as the other gold people. <laughs> <laughs> Took him out of his cocoon too early. Yeah. So, what did what did you think about the comic? I liked it. I thought it was a, a little much, like you said, a little extra. There was a lot going on. And a lot of monologues, which wasn't the most entertaining to read, but the characters were cool. Um, And I don't know, I'm excited to read more about Adam Warlock. I mean, he's not even called Adam yet. I've got to know where his name comes from. Yeah, I read a little bit about that, about where he became uh, Adam Warlock. And somewhere along his existence, uh, someone decides that he can't just have one name. (laughs) <laughs> he, he has to have two names, so let's call him Adam Warlock instead of just Warlock. Okay. First name Adam, second name Warlock. All right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, it was a good little read. It was uh, a longer issue. Like yeah. 20, 30 pages of, of stuff and a lot of a lot of talking, a little bit of action, but I guess important action in, in the grand scheme of things. I didn't see any walking uh, animal people yet in Counter Earth, so that that storyline must change over the years too. I mean, he started with his animal people and then just went straight up full people. So I don't know. Cool. So that's uh, like I said, just a a quick little episode to uh, to feature a comic that we read recently and share that with our audience. 
So hopefully that was entertaining to you. Hopefully if you want to go pick that up, uh, you can read that same way that we, we read it in the uh, Marvel Unlimited comic series. Very easy to go find. Yeah, easy to find whatever you're looking for. This podcast is not sponsored by the Marvel Unlimited app. But it could be. <laughs> but we wish we were. For a very cheap price. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this little episode. We'll come back next week with the full crew back in action. We'll get Danny caught up with what she missed. But yeah, any any parting words, Amber? Nope. All right, so I'll go ahead and thank you again for listening. Check out our socials. Keep up with our YouTube channel. And until next time, peace out, peace out and, and geek, geek out. out. Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.